Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. It is a Thursday. I hope everything is fantastic where you are. I'm Pete Donaldson. Join my Luke Moore for the second time this week. Very enjoyable. Uh, the Luke and the Pete reunited uh, Yeah, for, for a Luke and Pete Show. It's what yeah. we're doing. It's what we're doing. Not many people volunteer to spend twice a week with you and I, Pete. Including, mm-hmm. I include our, the partners we have access to in that. So the listeners really True. are a special breed. And we <laughs> thank them every day for it, or at least twice yeah. a week when we're on the air. But it's Thursday. Um, my Lake District holiday is fading into the distance. It will soon be nothing but an occasionally glimpsed memory in my mind. Um, but the weekend is on its way. The summer has finally, feel like it's, feel, finally feels like it's here after we had the coldest and I think wettest May in 100 years. Um, so good stuff. Lots of reasons to be positive today. Peter, you're still in, Whist- still in Whitstable or Canterbury, whatever mm. it is. How are you mm. getting on? I'm all right. I, since we last spoke, I've eaten uh, an atrocious uh, amount of oysters. So, uh, And I've not, I've not fallen ill at any point, so they must have been quite fresh anyway. Um, I have, yeah, I've just been rolling around Whitstable, uh, went to the zoo, uh, and I'm having a bloody, bloody uh, lovely time, quite frankly. Speaking of oysters, and I forgot to mention this on Monday, but have I told you about the... Um the family members I have access to relating to oysters. Mm, yeah, do your, is it your partner's brother has got some kind of oyster hustle? No, so you're basically, um, well, my, the partner I have access to whose family are very interesting for mm. a number of different reasons, right? But her <laughs> cousins, Jacob and Justin, mm. t- possibly the two coolest family members I've ever had. They've got this amazing life in, mm. on Wellfleet on Cape Cod, right? So think like the setting of Jaws. It's like that. Um, yeah. Obviously not in the 70s now because um, that was 50 years ago. But they've got their own oyster business, <laughs> right? Yes. And every uh, Thanksgiving, we go up to Vermont and they obviously they join us and they bring like basically two massive cool boxes full of oysters, mm. right? And um, uh, they shuck as many as you want. They can eat as many as you like. And apparently uh, they will say this, and, and they supply they supply oysters to the trade and stuff. And they and I think I'm pretty sure they they um, garner a pretty penny for it. They are the best oysters in the world, apparently. Now I know people are going to have their own opinions on that, but they're amazing, and um, they taste really, really smooth and really creamy. And um, like I say, you, you're able to eat as many as you like. It's a real luxury. Um, I'm always very grateful for it. But it means that oysters elsewhere don't taste as good. So it's a real right, like, okay. first world problem. But what I sometimes get them to do is I get them to do like oyster shucking races between them in the big garage at the house we stay in. <laughs> and um, anyway, I'll share a video of it. I'll send it to producer Nat and I'll share a video of it on, 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 on Insta because I've got a video of them doing it. And uh, how, they how are does, astonishingly like, fast. Like really well, I, fast. Because they use little knives, don't they? And, and chainmail gloves. 
Oh, right. That makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of the people that were serving me the um, oysters in Whitstable uh, on, on the coast, um, the, the, a lot of them had like little blue plasters on their hands. And I was like, that's just get yourself some some chainmail gloves, guys. The pros the pros do have chainmail gloves. So I think at mm. the, um, there's a, the Wellfleet Oyster Festival, I think it's called, um, they have a, because you know America's love like a competition, right? They have oyster mm. shucking competitions there. And they've all right. got the old uh, the gloves. The chainmail gloves do look amazing. It's one of those things that you get a little bit Alan Partridge about looking at it and thinking, oh, I'd love to try one of them on. But I don't, I don't, I've, I, I, I don't yeah, have I, to wear one. When we were in, uh, when I used to work in a sandwich factory, uh, I got the chance to wear uh, a chainmail, um, a chainmail glove for opening. Was I opening cans or something? I think I was opening a lot of cans at the time, and it just meant I could grab the sides of the cans without actually. Uh, when I was throwing in, um, you know, those big industrial-sized uh, kind of cooked tomato uh, yeah. kind of tins, I was sort of throwing them in. So I had to open them really, really quick, and then chuck them in. Uh, so yeah, it was really fun holding like a, a, a chainmail glove. No, it was a terrible job. It was horrible. They, they wouldn't allow me to wear um, uh, aftershave. Uh, <laughs> and I like wearing aftershave. Was that just specific and, to you, though? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was just a terrible aftershave, yeah. But it, well, it does taint the food. You're too swarthy as it is. Two, <laughs> you don't got the fragrance. I, but there was a guy whose job it was to... Um, they're these big industrial-sized trays, like the size of a, of a man. Um, and there was one guy's uh, job to sort of just wash them off with, like, a, a high-pressure hose. Um, and he'd have his own little separate room. And every time I walked past, I sort of stuck my head in. He looked so much like my dad. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I was like... And I never got the guts up to sort of go, sorry, you don't know Stuart Donaldson, do you? Because you look exactly like my dad. It's so weird. Um, Could so, it yeah, no, I, uh, uh, well, it's a toss-up between... It could have been my dad's brother, maybe. I don't know. It's a toss-up between... Because my dad, uh, the, obviously, um, this week or, or last week, um, the big Friends reunion happened, and um, everyone... The, the twi- no, he wasn't, but... Uh, Joey Tribbiani, uh, in in later life, white hair, uh, like a kind of a big guy's shirt, uh, folded arms, uh, look, looking at the rest of the, the guys and friends. Um, it, it did make me laugh because all of the Twitter memes about, you know, him being like a good a good Irish old bloke, uh, Irish looking old bloke who looks yeah. like a guy who could get you tickets for the rugby or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it looked so much... It, that's exactly my dad's kind of... Um, his sartorial kind of lack of elegance is basically what Joey Tribbiani was wearing on the Friends thing. So that that's so it's a toss between that man who used to hose down the, the trays or Joey Tribbiani in 2021. <laughs> I don't think I don't my think dad. Matt LeBlanc is your dad. <laughs> and I don't want to be rude, but I think I don't, I don't think that Matt, I don't I don't look at you and go, oh yeah. Ironically, he looks like every other human being in the world, but you look less like Matt LeBlanc than anyone. So I don't think it's Matt yeah, LeBlanc. Yeah, no, I know I don't look like Matt LeBlanc, but my dad looks like... my. He doesn't look like Matt LeBlanc because obviously Matt LeBlanc is a very good-looking man. man. All right, he's across between Mussolini... Uh, Matt LeBlanc <laughs> and the man who used to hose down, uh, hose down trays in 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 uh, in a factory uh, just near Melton Mowbray. <laughs> okay, nice. And also, um, oh, you were doing that in Leicester when you were at uni, then. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. One of the things that I found interesting about the response to Matt LeBlanc, and every single person would have who's listened to this, I'm sure, would have seen it. And if you haven't, you can just find it on any social. It's media endlessly website. funny. The, yeah, the it's Irish, funny. him him being an Irish star uh, is so funny. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what I found interesting, Pete? I don't want to get too kind of earnest about it, but it did kind of strike me as like, and I don't really want to get into the idea of expectations around men and women and the celebrity culture and all the rest of it. But essentially, when you take it 
of its essence. Matt LeBlanc just looks like a handsome but pretty standard older dude, right? He's put some yeah. weight on. He's going mm-hmm. grey. He, he's not taken any measures, as far as I can tell, to try and make himself look younger. He's not gone Hollywood kind of Botox. He's just normal, right? Mm. And he gets completely criticised, like hammered for it. Oh, no, I, d- I don't think it is. I think it's a really warm kind of like... I don't think like... he would have enjoyed it. <laughs> I think he would. I Look, if you're a... the idea that you look like some kind of spivvy Irish farmer is the compliment you think it is. <laughs> I think that, like, you know, like when Beyonce said, I'm tired of being sexy. I imagine Matt LeBlanc has had enough years where he's looked sexy. So don't worry about it. Like, he's uh, forget about it. No, wait. How am I doing? I've, I've put on a bit of timber. I'm 50 odd. It doesn't he, matter. He, he didn't say forget about it. He said, How are you doing? I forgot. <laughs> I didn't like Friends all that much after, like, the third no, series. No, 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 Once no, Ross no. and Rachel got together, bore off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean, tell you what. I don't, I don't know the relative ages of both the men, but... And, and like I say, I'm not trying to dig at anyone. I'm just saying that, like, he just looks like a normal dude, right? Mm. And it's interesting to me how it would be passed... It would be, you know, it's worthy of comment of this nature because he just looks normal. Mm. I dare say, mm. if he had gone down the Simon Cowell route, he would have got hammered for that. Because him yeah. and Simon Cowell probably similar in age. And Simon Cowell, I don't want to be rude, looks fucking mental. He looks mad. Yeah. Right, he looks mm. completely mad. He looks like he's wearing a death mask of his own face, as you would say. But, I, th- right? but I, th- I think sort of heavy. I think a heavier set kind of like features on a face. It, when they, when they, you know, I, I don't think it's any. Things have happened outside of the normal body aging, uh, the normal body's aging process. But like, I think when if people we're talk like talk about thick set people, I think it should be me. I'm t- t- talking. <laughs> but, yeah. but but if you started dicking about, if you, your chin, your chin would go all weirdly sort of pockmarked, and it would look damaged. Like, but look you at know, that wattle. Yeah, well, yeah, but exactly. But if you started pulling that in, it would just look weird, and your like face that. would look strange. It wouldn't be, yeah, it just wouldn't be right. Yeah, you just look all pulled, talk uh, especially is... when you've got, especially when you've got like um, stubble on your beard as well. You just look at like Ross in that thing. His hair is pitch black, and it's like you had pitch black hair back then. But yeah. like, mate, we know your hair's a colour, and I'm a man who's dyed his hair all kinds of colours. I understand it, but it's just like, jeez, jeez, oh. Yeah, I, I, I never. <laughs> Really understand that decision from so each their own and all the rest of it. I'm mean, not mm-hmm. not trying to sound judgmental. It's just we're just chatting about it. But I've never understood why men want to kind of stop the greyness. Like to me, I get the balding thing. I totally understand that. Um, but the greyness, I think, can it doesn't matter what age you are. Like I think you can still look really cool. Like Fabrizio Ravanelli went bald at like 19. He looked fucking amazing. Like mm, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. everyone's different. I, I get that. But but I was just going to say that. Um, it, I, I just find it interesting that Matt LeBlanc essentially just looked like a normal bloke. And he got mm. battered for it, like absolutely. Battered. I don't. I don't think he did get battered. I think. I think there was some genuine warmness because he he felt and he, and the way that he sort of carried. Did you watch the uh, show by the way? Like, no, I, I didn't see it. No. I, I, yeah, I saw it, and it was a bit cringy because those things generally are. James Corden was fucking on it for crying out loud. How, how is but, he so um, popular, by the way, Pete? I don't think the Americans are as cynical as us, um, but they probably haven't had as much James Corden as we have, you know. So. So what you're saying <laughs> is they'll just, get there. They'll, They'll get, get there. there. <laughs> they will get there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're just way more positive, I guess. But yeah, it, yeah. He just he just looked completely um, sort of normal, and and it was yeah, it, it, it was a bit bit cringy at times, a bit weird. Um, obviously, you know, Matthew Perry d- d- didn't look particularly like he's had, he's had a, he's had a great time. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit like you know. Th- we don't need these shows. We, we can just enjoy the thing and then leave them alone. But maybe this will be the end of like the the, the kind of um, reverence these shows uh, enjoyed. Because I think a lot of TV shows back then, um, 
they obviously, you know, it was an appointment to watch. You couldn't avoid watching Friends, could you, Luke? Like, right. like it was like if the whole nation, the whole country, the whole world would sit down and watch Ross and Rachel get together. But obviously, you know, there's only so many hours in the day and there's only so many TV shows you can watch. Um, so nowadays, those these kind of things, these kind of cultural touchstones won't be as prevalent. So we won't have as many, I guess, um, kind of, uh, you know, celebrations of one particular thing because they won't be popular enough. It's really easy to spend 10 million per head uh, to get the friends lot together because, you know, they'll they'll get that money back. But for other TV shows, I don't think you'd see that. Maybe Game of Thrones, maybe. Yeah, I still don't think. Um, yeah, it's it's changed now. I, I I think I think I still I do remember watching Game of Thrones like as it came out, but I don't think you des- I don't think you need to. Like, they talk mm. about these kind of water cooler moments, don't they, and stuff. But mm. like Friends was definitely like that, obviously because of mm. the era it was. And I, I think I'm right in saying I was just trying to check while you're talking there, but I couldn't find it. I, I think Friends, like the numbers of people streaming it when it got added to Netflix was absolutely unbelievable. Like mm. there, there was some crazy stat that like, um, I can't remember the exact numbers, but like if every single person on earth watched, the, the amount of times that Friends has been streamed, every mm. single person on earth could have watched it like 13 times or something. It's fucking it's incredible <laughs> it's how fantastic. popular it is. Well, well, do you remember when like Channel 4 uh, had their sister channel, E4, and uh, they had a, they used to play Wall to Wall Friends all the time. Uh, and people, it, it got to about after 10 years of this, just playing the same bloody thing over and over again. I think people sort of got a bit sick of it, except they didn't. They were still streaming it. It was still incredibly popular. But um, the, I think I was talking to somebody who, who worked um, for Channel 4 at the time. They sort of said, look, we could spend 20 grand on putting a film on or we could just spend 20 grand on putting friends on. And friends would have... 10 times the viewership if yeah. we tried something different. So why should we bother trying something different when, you know, but it's about, television is all about bums on seats and eventually they got rid of Friends and they it went over to Comedy Central and now it's on Netflix and stuff. But it's just incredibly popular. It's like a big, warm uh, blanket. And I speak for, for, from a from perspective of a man who listens, who watches um, the TV show The Office every single night, yeah. the US Office. It's inspirational as well, every night. It's good for everyone to know that even people in TV are going, why should I bother doing anything else? And, and I, I like, um, and my favourite part of it is a theme tune. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Right. <laughs> um, by the way, Pete, I want to change the subject. Um, I, I've got no way of checking how long we've been recording for, by the way, because the TV's gone off, so you'd have to keep me okay, on Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, did you see, lots of people raised our attention to this, uh, and you've kept this under your hat, but our listeners have, um, have, have seen right through it. Uh, you've, right. you've not told us that you've opened a new cafe in Blackpool. Um <sighs> The new Cogs Cafe Bar on the Litham Road. Um, oh, it's, it's Cogs sounds very much like it's some kind would of you say steampunk. You've, you've embraced the popular style which mixes futuristic gadgets with Victorian and industrial revolutionary machinery. Let's, let's have a look. At, oh, good God. <laughs> look at that. Here's a quote woman. from Pete, everyone. He's opened a steampunk cafe. He says, I love everything about steampunk and the Industrial Revolution. Without the Industrial Revolution, we would not have all the things we have today. And from it came things like the Blackpool Tower, the Winter Gardens, and the Pleasure Beach. So there's a local connection to Blackpool itself. Yes, there is a fucking <laughs> steampunk cafe opened up in Blackpool. And I cannot tell you how annoyed I am that I drove past Blackpool yesterday and I didn't see right. this until this morning because I'd have the gone there and I'd have photoshopped you in there, that. baby boy. The and we'd have got a load of good of social tracks of it. Absolute state of that. Some kind of exposed wood, like metally kind of seats. They've got some old violins on the wall that have painted black and 
I mean, it's it's spotty, isn't it? Isn't it? It's That's a local spotty. business to try and do well, right? <laughs> I don't know why you're so critical of it. Um, it's I, just I, it just seems like there's. I mean, there's so few cogs in the place. <laughs> like they, their big thing is cogs, but they've got more chains than cogs. It's it's all very confusing. Oh, so your right? argument is they've not done it well. Yeah, I, 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 look. I, I don't care for steampunk. I think it's tedious. I think uh, it, it, it shows a paucity <laughs> of, uh, of of anything creative. But if you're going to do something, do it. Pro- I've been in I've been in steampunk bars in places like uh, uh, Tallinn and, and Cluj and places like that. Like th- this guy, he's got uh, three cogs on a wall with a chain going round it Oi, in like a like a kind of triangle. Steampunk, but you've gone all the way to Cluj to go to a steampunk bar. Yeah, well, despite my better judgment, yeah, but I just—it just seems—it just seems like they've like they've not bought enough cogs for me. They need more cogs, Luke. <laughs> Hear me out here. Hear me out here, right? <laughs> Tell me about you think about this. Only Fools and Horses steampunk reboot. Right. Okay. So Del Boy becomes a Victorian time traveller in the H.G. Mm-hmm. Wells style. Yeah. And um, Rodney has to find him. Yeah, and and they um, they. They move a cog in the wrong. They they buy this magical cog based uh, piece of equipment and they turn the cog the wrong way and uh, an air uh, an airport uh, gets wind of it and sends one of their planes into them. Do you remember that the plot to one of them? They bought a satellite dish that went went wrong. Yeah. And and for some reason it made a plane land in in Peckham. Um, <laughs> that that was the end anyway. But it that was wouldn't the end be a plane. Episode. It would be like a an airship. A, but no, a, a floating cog bird. Yeah, exactly. Big flog. Anyway, if you like steampunk, bird. you're in the right place. It's Donnie's thing. If you like Only Fools and Horses, mm. you're in the right place. Also, Donnie's thing. Donnie's thing. thing. Yep. Email us in about that kind of stuff. Keep bringing <laughs> these kind of things to our attention. Pete Donaldson is a completist on both those things. And yep. we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to read some of the emails that you've already sent in. And it's going to be bloody exciting. Believe me. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bernie Katz was fun. He was kind. When he walked in, the room just lit up. 
And there was something magical about this young man that just had a glint in his eye, that didn't give a shit about anything, but loved everything. My first impressions were of a huge, vibrant and outgoing personality, all hugs, grins, extravagant language and wild attire. Always in a leather skin jacket, whirling around like a windmill. I know, she's a character. I don't know if those people exist anymore. They're sort of dying out. Everything's changed. It is a bank holiday weekend in London, the late summer of 2017. The streets around Kentish Town, just north of the city and halfway towards Hampstead Heath, are unusually quiet. That evening, in a small, converted flat, just a 15-minute bus ride from King's Cross Station, Bernie Katz, pocket-sized and long-standing front-of-house manager of London's Groucho Club, is found dead by his landlord. I said to him, what happened? You know, and he said, we are not talking about it. And yes, there have been the rumours. We've all heard. I mean, what did I hear specifically? That he was murdered. The relationship with his father was so toxic. He hated the idea that his son was gay. His right. dad was a proper gangster. Bernie came down, there was a car far from. Guy blows his dad's head off. They were all part of the same fetid, seething, self-referential nest of vipers that I think the Groucho had become. Was Bernie depressive? I think yes. When alone, a condition he rarely sought, he had demons that flew about his head. I get a call from Bernie and he is in £20,000 worth of debt with the Albanian gangsters in Soho. We all collected and paid the debt. The way that the Albanians operate is very, very peculiar because they did not operate like any other mafia in Europe. I've never been able to establish exactly what happened and why, but whatever it was, it was so wrong. Bernie, who killed the Prince of Soho? Listen now. A Stack Production, available wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. It's the Luke Peach Show Part 2 on a Thursday. We do this every single Thursday. We want to know your battery brands. Have you found a weird battery that you've never heard of before in a cheapest bit of uh, Chinese electronics you bought from Wish.com? Uh, Joshua Williams is emailed in with a Tianqiu Supercell. I think that's a new player, Luke. Is that fair? Yeah, I think it might be. I think. I'm gonna... mm, By the way, are they always, okay. are they always Chinese? Am I being naive here? All the electronics, they're always Chinese, are they? I guess so. I mean, they'll all come from one big bloody factory, won't they? And then they'll just be rebranded up to, to, to yeah. something else. Okay, well, Joshua, yeah, mm. congratulations. I think that's a new play you're yeah. officially in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Dom Cairns has uh, emailed in with uh, Aerocell East Power and Royal Heavy Duty Batteries. I, I think he's, he's written R-C-Y-L, uh, sorry, R-C-Y-A-L Heavy Duty Batteries. So I think that might be um, s- s- either a misspelling on his part or maybe they've just gone really off off piece with their uh, naming of the battery. So a Aerocell. Aerocell is definitely not a new player. East no. Power, East Power is, might be. Yeah. And if that's RCYAL Heavy Duty, then that's a new player as well. But if it's Royal, I don't think it is. Mm, the jury's okay. out. Yeah, and uh, this one's a bit of a treat. I love these ones. Uh, Audi. Audi on uh, Instagram uh, sent in some uh, <laughs> Panasonic. <laughs> Panasonic wow, batteries. Wow, so it's like a knockoff of Panasonic. Yeah, she, they've had great. a go at Panasonic and they've come up with Panasonic. That Fantastic is great. It's like, stuff. it's like people have tried to spell Panasonic phonetically. Having never yes. seen it written down, I'm f- I'm here for that. That gets in no matter what. 
<laughs> Very enjoyable. Uh, but if you've got a, a battery cell uh, that you've never seen before that you want uh, the nation to know about, get in touch. Hello at LukePeteShow.com. Get us on Twitter or get us on the Instagram. Emails, Lukey Moe. Let's get a couple in before I have to chip off. Yeah, emails. Right. I've got one here from Dave. Um, hi to mm-hmm. you, Dave. He says, hi, guys. Pete's driving test woes reminded me of something from when I was learning myself. The first time I visited a test centre, but not for my test. I was actually on a driving lesson parked up as my instructor and I talked through the giant roundabout I was about to negotiate for the very first time. It was Toyota Island near Derby. I've never heard of that before, but the way Dave writes it Mm. is like some kind of big thing. So I'm sure it is. He says it connects two A roads with another B road and multiple lanes. Quite a hectic location for a learner. As we Mm. talked through the island and where I was going to be driving on it, Another learner car pulled up in front of us and stopped in the same lay-by. A woman race, race, a, race, oh, race, oh, race. race. <laughs> the world's slowest race. A woman in a high-vis jacket got out of the passenger door, followed by a very shaken female learner driver. Turns out someone had just crashed into them on Toyota Island while the girl was on a test. Oh, no. The examiner had to immediately void the test. And seeing us stopped, um, asked for a lift back to the centre. She wasn't insured to drive the car. So the remainder of my lesson saw me driving the 20 or so minutes back to the test centre for the first time without actually taking the test. I never did see the reaction of the girl's instructor when she turned up back at the centre without the car. Separately, I passed first time some months later. Five minors, two for speed, all the best, drive safe, Dave. <laughs> now, great story. I always wondered what would happen if someone crashed into you when you're driving your test and doing your driving mm. test. Now I know. Secondly, I don't think you should be an examiner and not be insured to drive the car back. Yeah, you'd think you'd at some point reckless. you would have to be. Yeah, you would have to be at some point have to be able to take over the uh, uh, the controls. Because I'm fairly certain that if I am on a lesson with my partner and, and I sort of say, "All right, well let's let's go and have some food." You can do a lesson and dr- we'll drive to a pub in the next town or wherever, next village. Um, I'm fairly certain she can't get shitted because she might have to take over the controls at some yeah. point. Yeah, how can you be a driving <laughs> test examiner and not be insured to drive any car? Yeah, you think you should be able to take control of any car that you're, that you're um, doing a test in. Yeah, it's weird. I, I think um, I've seen, I, I, talking to my instructor, he says that he, on more than one occasion, has heard of. Uh, people taking their test and other learner drivers doing something mental uh, and people failing their test because of other learner drivers on the road just doing something a bit mad and them not kind of being able to anticipate it properly. Yeah, I can believe it. Are you, by the way, are you back on the horse now, are you? Uh, no, I'm, 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 I've, I've not been able to secure a, uh, a test yet, but I'm, every week I'm sort of getting out on the Fiat with uh, my partner and doing uh, a, a, te- a, a little lesson here and there. But it's I, the thing is, I'm all right at it, Luke. I just fucked it. I, as as Kanye, the Kanye West album cover said, I just fucked it. It's just the yeah. way it is, isn't it? You can be as all right as you like, but you need the paperwork, mate. Y- yeah, I know. You can get... Um, you can get a... Uh, yeah, exactly. You can get... Um, when you're on your test, you can actually get... Um, you can get banned from driving. If you're if you're doing something terrible, you can pass your test, but you can get banned from driving because you could accumulate enough points to get banned. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah, you you pass the test, but you're doing, but you do. But I'm fairly certain you can accrue, uh, yeah, you can accrue points that mean that you, um, if you park, if you did something weird, but it wasn't in contravention of the actual test. I'm fairly certain that's the case. But you can get points on your license while you're doing your test, which would be annoying if that took you over the over the threshold for being banned. <laughs> Speaking of like driving tests and driving licenses, have I ever talked to you about the um, that bit of footage? I think you can still find it on the internet of hmm. the Libertarian Party. 
like um, yes, yeah, 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 primary in the US, where I think <laughs> the, I think the candidate for the Libertarian Party is Gary Johnson. It certainly was then, who's like you know quote unquote reasonable libertarian. And for those who haven't who haven't seen it or heard it, he's t- <laughs> he's asked a question among a load of other candidates about whether he thinks people should have to have driving licences. And he says yes, and the place erupts. Erupts, yeah. Boo! Boo! He's like, well, I think you should have some kind of way of knowing whether you can drive or not. No! Boo! Like that, it is incredible. It's absolutely amazing how you think in practice it's a good idea for no one to be have to pass a test to drive a car on, like, eight-lane-wide motorways in the US. Yeah. It's I actually agree with that, to be honest. I think that's, I think that's correct. Well, actually, now, listen, uh, you'd be, you be fucking sitting pretty if that was the case. I know, yeah, just let me have a go at it, for crying out loud. I'll learn, I'll learn the job, so to speak. You wouldn't um, be in Canterbury now. You'd be anywhere, in theory. Anywhere yeah. in, the, in the intercontinental UK. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just uh, chucked chuck this uh, quick email in, because it really made me laugh. It came in a, a little while ago, and um, it's, it's weird, because it, I did the exact same thing um, when I was... 23. Sam Cadman got in touch. He says, um, I was listening back to an episode where Office Park Hall was mentioned in the intro and it brought back some uh, crazy or hazy memories from my old uni days. I was at the old O2 Academy in Birmingham back in 2009, which had offices on the floors above it. Cue one crazy evening of £1.25 vodka Red Bull drinks and by the end of the night, I was pretty drunk. I got separated from my housemates but somehow found myself in the underground delivery area for the venue whilst looking for them. I took some stairs and before I knew it, I was in the empty offices on the floors above. As I went around the various rooms in the office I went. I wanted to ensure that I didn't get locked out so I could make my way back to the O2 Academy and to my housemates so I decided <laughs> to take the keys from all of the doors to the rooms that I'd gone through the <laughs> office was bare and there's no one around and if I was caught I could just hand them back to security however I managed to find my way back to the outside of the venue via the rooftop and via a service staircase without needing any of the keys needless to say I was relieved but the next day brought on shock I found that I'd kept all of the keys and so I had about 20 to 25 keys from my time in this office and they stayed with me for the rest of the year until I moved out. <laughs> he just stole all of the keys. But um, but he said, upon reflection, I think that the office had been prepped for viewings uh, for like a sale or a lease. Yeah, that makes uh, this it could- worse. Yeah, this could be the only reason for the office having the keys in all the locks, all of the doors being open and not having any furniture or possessions of any sort. This may have caused some mayhem for an estate agent. Um, yeah, Sam, I did the exact same thing. In the Birmingham O2 Academy, what? I... Waited until a bouncer left his post for a piss or whatever, and I ran up some stairs in the Birmingham Auto Academy, around about 2004, I think. Um, Queens of the Stone Age had played earlier on. I sneaked up, found the Queens of the Stone Age dressing room, stole some cranberry juice, went <laughs> on a fucking that? wild You've never told tour. Me this before? I have, yeah, and I will have told it on this sto- on this thing as well. Um, and then just went on a fucking wild tour by myself. I used to love that. Like I used to love sneaking about when I was uh, pissed and, and, and bored. Um, and yeah, just kind of walking around. Um, it stole a bit of cranberry juice. Walked around. Um, uh, just the inner of, of the O2 Academy found myself no word of a lie um, inside <laughs> inside the air conditioning unit for the entirety of the O2 Academy <laughs> like a big like a big video game fan that was like three times the size of me just going uh, and a big vent that was just pushing I was on my own yeah just pushing air through the entirety of the O2 Academy then I, I found my way down some stairs into the shopping centre that was next door um, and yeah so th- I was just walking around an abandoned shopping centre at fucking four o'clock in the morning um, and I had to and I, I 
there was this kind of like little door that I managed to sort of clamber underneath, do a little Indiana Jones through. Um, but I just it just made me laugh because Sam, I I did the exact same thing in this exact same building around about the same time that you did it. Very strange. The two most disappointing words in that story: cranberry juice. <laughs> I know, right? You've never told me that story before. I, I have, I have, definitely have. Because it was the same haven't. night that I, it was, a, and then I didn't know how to get home. I've, to, I've definitely told this story in the podcast where I, I didn't know where I was going, um, but I knew that my mate lived near the um, Saddam Hussein Mosque. R.I.P. Uh, not the mosque, not the. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, Saddam paid for it to be built, so I don't know. I, my feelings about Saddam Hussein, I've really never really explored them. But um, <laughs> he's he, up in Nazi. <laughs> he, he built a mosque. Um, it was obviously unpalatable for that mosque to exist um, after the fall of Iraq, um, so therefore they renamed it or got rid of it or whatever. But they used to live. I, I got a taxi to the Saddam Hussein Mosque and then got back to my mate's house. Um, slept, walked into. Remember that girl's uh, room that was oh, in the exact same position as my room. I knew this was not going to be a heartwarming story <laughs> forever. Right. I told you, I was went for a piss like fucking five o'clock in the morning. And uh, came out of the toilet, and the toilet in his house was in the exact same position as the toilet in my house in Leicester. Came out, turned left, that's where my room is. Uh, climbed, climbed into what I thought was my bed. Pushed a woman out of bed, because I, I wasn't used to having women in my bed. And I was like, fucking get out. Get out of my bed. Um, and she woke up, called her uh, ex-boyfriend who lived downstairs to come and turf me out. Um, and, uh, yeah, she was just like... I, and she... And I just got climbed the mark, what I thought was my bed and just started pushing a woman out of the bed. Go, get out of the bed. Luckily, she was cool about it, which could have gone incredibly wrong uh, and worse. And, and, and I'd have every right to be in prison right now. But, um, yeah, just just kind of, I, I slept, walked into someone else's bed. And it just un, unlucky that it was a woman. Unlucky that, uh, yeah, I, I, I just pushed I her out of bed. You, um, didn't want him in there. You walked into the room saying, you will not believe the size of the, the fan. Cranberry the cranberry juice. <laughs> I mean, it's at least... Three times the size of me. Ah, oh dear! Unbelievable. Listen, we have to end the show there. I mean, there's no way to follow that, really. Mm. I mean, the, the gift of Donaldson keeps on giving. It's a part of the reason why we do this show. In fact, some would argue it's the main part of the reason we do this show. From that to opening his own steampunk cafe in Blackpool, the man mm. has got it all in his locker. Thank you very much for listening to the show. As ever, please do leave us a review if you enjoy it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we very much appreciate that too. We're back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Look after yourselves and each other. Email in your favourite stories. Email in things you want us to talk about and we will do so. We'll speak to you then. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye. Thanks. Goodbye from me as well. Can Pete Show is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.